And so let's, let's get into the message today. This is our last encounter prep message um, as we all kind of head into encounter. We do this, we do everything together, even though you're maybe, maybe you're not going to encounter. Um, we just, we, we, we walk together. We're going to do this together. We're going to give together. We're going to sing together. We're going to serve together. And uh, the Bible says where there is unity, there is a commanded blessing. And so that's what we've seen. And so we're in the last message um, in this journey that we've been on called, What If You Could Change? And we've talked about so many different things. What if you could change the way you think? Um, what if you could change? Um, man, Luke's message last week was awesome. And we've been talking about what if, who would you be if it all changed today? Um, the fact is we all have these hopeless areas inside of our life where, where we don't feel like that we can actually change. We all have these areas in our lives that don't even make it into our prayers anymore. They become so normal inside of our life. But I want you to know today that there is absolutely no area in your life that God does not want to transform. Come on, somebody. There's no place hidden from Him. There is not, and I'm not talking about just little bad habits, although that may be one thing. But I believe that God's desire is for us to be transformed from the inside out. Come on, somebody. And that we're actually to live like Live like Jesus died for us. And so we're going to end out our, 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 our series today um, with the title of my message today is What If You Could Change? This is a big one, so you're going to have to go with me on a journey today. But what if you could change the way you see the past? What if you could change the way you see the past? What an unbelievable question, a big question. What if you could actually change the way? I believe that more than a message today, just as I was studying for this message and just what happened in first service that was a good, I believe, precursor to what's about to happen in your life right now. How many of y'all know Jesus is here? Yeah. Like He's here. He don't get no more here than here. And He wants to transform you and He wants to change you and He wants to unlock some things inside of your life. Um, but I believe today, more than a message today, I believe that, that Jesus wants to start the deep work inside of your life. Because here's what I know to be true. No matter who you are, no matter how long you've walked with God, no matter how many encounters you've been to, no matter how many healing seminars you've been to, no matter where you are, whether you're not saved yet or you've been saved for the majority of your life or you're still questioning God, I believe, I believe that there is still things that He wants to do inside of our life. There's still freedom. There's still levels of change He wants to give us. Different ways that we're able to see things. Different ways that He wants to minister um, to our heart. What if you could change the way you see the past? You know what I've discovered to be true in my life? I had a great preacher tell me one time, he said, Mark, if you'll just preach out of your weakness, you'll never run out of material. And so uh, I just decided to take that to heart and and what I know to be true about my life and also the lives of those that just over the last decade or so Brianna and I have pastored is that the past doesn't just stay in the past the, the, the past and things that have happened to us in our past the the things that we've done in our past that it doesn't it has the uncanny ability to find its way into our future. The past seems to have the uncanny ability to follow us into our future. What I mean is this. Listen to me this morning. What I mean is this. 
is that the things that we've done, the things that have happened to us, the things that all of us have experienced inside of our lives, it doesn't just stay encapsulated in that moment so long ago, does it? The, the, the facts are is that our, our trauma has the ability to time travel. It, it not only has the ability to time travel, but, but it does time travel with extreme regularity. And, and as much as I wished the things that I have done, the things that I have experienced, the things that I've been through in my life, just like I, I know that you've experienced and done and been through in your life, stayed in the past, but they don't just they stay in the past. Our pain of the past. The mistakes we've made in the past. Think about this. I was, I was thinking about this this week. Even words that were spoken over us. The, the, the trauma that we've experienced in our life. And here's, here, here's what's true for, for a lot of us. And you can just say amen if this is you. But for a lot of people, we end up living our lives being the culmination of everything we've experienced bad that's happened inside of our life. Like we just end up being the, the end sum of the divorce that we experienced from our parents at 13 and, and the addiction we had 20 years ago or the time when they all walked out on us or the time where, where I told someone in confidence what was really going on in my life and they told five people before they got home. And, and the one time where, where I was really broken and I really needed help and I came to the, to the organization that was supposed to help me and they all looked down on me and and push me aside. The truth is, a lot of us, a lot of people, we live our lives being the culmination of every, everything that's happened to us and everything we've experienced in our life, and not in a particularly good way. I mean, the, the default isn't that we're like, man, I'm here today because of everything I've been through, and this is great, right? Like, man, if my parents wouldn't have got divorced at 13, I wouldn't have known what it's like to stay. That's not how we do it. If my mom, if my dad hadn't walked out when I was two years old, I wouldn't know what it's like to, to be able to sit here. with. We, that's, that's not our default. We'll say those things in moments, but, but the fact is, all of the things that we've been through inside of our life, they have the ability to, to travel with us. And, and ultimately, as a default, we live our life as a culmination of every bad thing that has ever happened to us. Here, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. I, I was thinking about this week. We become... We become prisoners of the past. Really. We become prisoners of the past. And as a result of being a prisoner of the past, we live our lives. This is just the reality. We live our lives so far removed from the freedom that Jesus died to give us on this earth. Because we just keep walking around, bumping into the same 8 by 10 cell walls of the things that have happened to us inside of our life. Never actually in our heart believing that there is life outside of the things that have happened to us and the things that we've done and the things that we've been through. And as a result, we live our lives far away from the freedom, the, the, the peace that Jesus died to give us. The peace that He's promised us. The purpose that we all have. Everybody in this room, we live our life so far away from the purpose that Jesus died to give us. Come on, somebody. Here's what it looks like in, in, in real time. 
We walk through life. Anybody ever been alive for more than five minutes? Come on, somebody. <laughs> we go through life, and, and because life is life, we, we, experience, we experience pain. Here, here's what it looks like. The first kind of pain that we, we're all pretty accustomed to is we, we all have experienced um, relational pain, right? And we walk through this relational pain, and your dad that should have been there wasn't ever there, and you're trying to figure out why he doesn't want you or why you weren't important or why you weren't worthy of the time that he needed to spend on you. Or maybe you got married and then you got divorced and they walked out on you and you got that kind of pain. Or maybe you, you had somebody close to you in your life and they found out something about you that they didn't know and now they never talked to you. Come on, am I, am I preaching to anybody today? And, and you've walked through this, this life and you've picked up this relational pain. And, you, you know, relational pain is kind of like back pain. Come on, somebody. It's just dull and it's just kind of there, and we kind of uh, we kind of think we've learned to live with it. And here's what happens: is we experience this pain in our life, and because our trauma time travels, we just refuse to trust anyone now. We're, we're never going to allow the real me to come out for you to see it. It would die, I would rather die than for you to see who I actually am. Because the last time I opened up my heart and I let somebody see who I actually was, they stomped all over it. And I will never let you do that to me again. Relational pain. And here's what happens is because we got to pick up this baggage and we have to carry it, we, we, we end up projecting our wounding of the past on the relationships that we're in today. Because, because past doesn't just stay in the past. It's, it's like baggage. Here's what happens is we're always just half out on new relationships. I'm always just waiting for you to do what they did so I can, can say all of you are the same. This is just me today. This is just my stuff. Because we're prisoners of the past, we take out the pain of the past on people today. Because I was scared when I was seven, and I'll never be scared again, and you'll never scare me. And so I'm going to be big and mean, and no one will ever be able to affect me like they did when I was a kid. And fear was so a part of my life when I was a kid that I'll never allow, I will be the agent of fear. Come on, are y'all with me? We get this baggage and we end up projecting this hurt that we have on everyone else inside of our life. We're always half out on new relationships because we're prisoners of the past. We take out the pain of the past on people today because somebody has to pay. And here's what happens because we've got this baggage and we're, we're carrying it around and we've kind of gotten used to it. The enemy begins to leverage past pain to destroy what God is actually trying to bless us with today, which is relationship. We end up just destroying the relationships that God wants to give us because we've got all this past pain that is a reminder of what happened in the past. And because we're prisoners of the past, we just project, project that pain onto the relationships we have today. The enemy, man, he's, he's real. He begins to, to leverage the past pain to destroy what God is trying to bless me with, which is a healthy relationship. 
So by default, we just settle for really jacked up relationships. Anybody ever had any relational pain? Here's the one that I'm familiar with, as much as I'm familiar with relational pain. The, the other one that I'm really familiar with, and I don't probably none of y'all are, but, but I'm really familiar with the pain of mistakes and failure. This is a big one, because we've all done things in our life that we're ashamed of. We've all done things in our life that we wish we would have never done. And when we do them, they not only hurt other people, undoubtedly so, but they hurt, they hurt us. This is a big one because we've all done things in our past that we're, we're ashamed of. Because we become imprisoned by the past, we go from I made a mistake to now I am a mistake. We, we go from I failed at my first marriage or I failed at that endeavor or I failed at that try. I failed at being a dad. I failed at being a mom. And then we, we decide that this is this gap between I made a mistake and I am a mistake grows increasingly small. And because of the baggage we're carrying around, now we're convinced we're the problem. I haven't just failed. I am a failure. Why, why, would, I, why would I do that? Because the last time I tried to do that, I failed. Come on, are you with me? And it doesn't just stay in the past, so we just, we just load it up and put it on us. I, 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 the reason I put the pain of mistakes on the front is because you, you ever just get tired of all the crap you've done that you are not proud of doing? And this is kind of how you look. Your head is down. And you're a failure. You're a failure. We go from having failed to we are a failure because we're prisoners of the past mistakes. We live in a constant cycle of shame and guilt. Right? We're just like in one of those revolving glass doors walking in a circle. And every time we get to the opening, we think like, I'm going to make it out of this cycle of shame and guilt. The carousel just keeps turning. And because shameful people do shameful things, we get stuck in a cycle of shame and guilt that causes us to do things to be more shameful. Come on, somebody. I eat because I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy because I eat. I drink because I'm lonesome. I'm lonesome, so I drink. I hurt people because I was hurt by people, and I'll never let anyone hurt me again. And so I'm going to continue to do this. And so I live in this cycle of shame and guilt, carrying this bag, wishing I just had the life that other people that I see have. But I can't. Because the past doesn't stay in the past. And we go from hating what we've done to hating ourselves. And as a result, we start to build hatred and judgment towards other people. All because this baggage gets awful heavy. So, so we've got relational pain that we're dealing with. <laughs> and then we've got the pain of the mistakes we've made in our life. And I was trying to think about another pain, another pain that's real for me in my life. Um, but but it's, the pain of, it's the pain of circumstance. How many of you have ever been through something really hard? Right? Like you, you're, you lost a son or daughter. 
you lost a loved one. You went through an unbelievable tragedy inside of your life, circumstantial, circumstantial pain. Pain from the things that you've walked through in your life. No, no, no kid should have had to walk through what you walked through, but you walked through it. No one should have ever had to experience that level of betrayal, but you did. No, no one should have ever had to experience that from someone in that place in their life, but you had to. Are you all with me this morning? Because we're prisoners of the past, the enemy convinced us that this is a big one and you got to stay with me. Because we're, we're prisoners of the past, the enemy convinces us that we were alone and are alone in our pain. That no one was there. Because if someone was there, that wouldn't have happened to me. And if someone would have been, been taking care of me like they were supposed to, that wouldn't have happened to me. And where were all the people, by the way, that said that they really liked me when I was walking through that in my life? They were nowhere to be found. I was just, the enemy loves to convince you that inside of your circumstance, inside of your valley that you've walked through, inside of your trauma that you walked through inside of your life, the circumstance you had absolutely no control over, but you walked through, the enemy loves to convince you that you did that and you are suffering in that all by yourself. So what do you do? You just walk through life. Because the pain would not have happened if someone would have been there. And because we feel alone, God must not have been there. Because if, if He could have been there, why didn't He do anything if He was there? And this is the perfect place for the enemy to keep you in prison because he begins to, to fuel your anger and disdain for, for, for God. More people I've met in ministry that are just mad at God. Understandably so. It's not like he's down here letting us know why. Relational pain. Pain of mistakes. Circumstantial pain. If he can just get you mad at God, the enemy can take you wherever he wants to take you. Like if he can just get you to where you don't trust God. If he can just get you to where you don't like God. You, you might believe he's there, but you don't believe he's good. You don't believe he's, he's even interacting in your life. If he was there, then why did this happen? Man, man when you stop to think about it, like... Man, just seeing all you guys' faces in first service, even second service, just seeing you guys start to tear up. And like, I can just only imagine what you've been through inside of your life. Like, when you stop to think about it, it's really no wonder why most of us live our lives wounded by the pain of the past bleeding all over the future that God has for us. It's really no wonder why we just come into church. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and we just sweat and we just sit here so uncomfortable by all of this pain in the past and we just watch people who look like they have it all together and we're just dying and we just carry it God it gets heavy don't it get heavy no does it get heavy? It's easy why 
to see why we spend most of our lives feeling past pain in present places. It's easy to understand. And then on top of it, we get this message from religion <laughs> that tells us, like, just forget about it. And you're like, how's that possible? I have taken every drug known to man to try to forget about it, yet it comes back every morning. I have been through every audiobook to try to alleviate some weight. Well, you just, you just got to pray about it. That's what I did, brother, and I'm fine. No, you're just fake. Well, you just, here's a good one that church people will tell you. You just got to fake it till you make it, honey. Don't they say that? So what we do, we go, we go to our small group. We're like, brother, I'm here. I made it. And everybody knows you're just one moment away from like complete and total postal. But you got it. You got it. And when it's time to pray, you got an unspoken prayer request. And when it's time to like, hey, come on. Like, what, what do you got? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. God, I'm blessed. You look like it. <laughs> this is how we look. Because we've been convinced that this is just it. This is just me. I'm just the culmination of everything I've been through inside of my life. Come on, somebody. None of this is helpful, by the way. Just fake it till you make it. Just fake it till you make it. I say it's not helpful because I've taken over 200 people through an encounter, most of whom who are believers, most of them who are saved the majority of their lives, and most of them saved and going to heaven, yet still living life as a prisoner of the past. That's why I can say it, because I have data. I also say this because this has shown me that the level of that freedom from the pain in the past is actually possible. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've seen it like months later. I've seen people who struggled with addiction or who struggled with anxiety or depression or self-hatred. I've seen them different months later. So I know I know that the freedom is possible. I've also experienced it in my own life to varying degrees. Like I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. I sleep really good. <laughs> like I feel pretty good about me most days. So I know it's possible. Can I tell you today that the life you dream about having where that thing is no longer, where the past does not hold you as a prisoner anymore, where that you're not the culmination of the things that you've been through, where you just anxiety and depression, which are a normal part of your life, the life where they're not a normal part of your life, it is actually possible to have. But you won't get it faking it till you're making it. You won't get doing your own thing, doing it in your own way. I'm walking out my own way. <laughs> Go ahead. I've seen lots of people walk their own way. It's not only a reality that can happen in your life, it's kind of freedom that you wish you had, but it's also just a promise of God 
Like it was one of Jesus' actual purposes on the earth. As much as he died for you to go to heaven, praise God. He died so that you didn't have to have, to have, to, have a, to be the end result of all the trauma and the pain and the mistakes that you've made inside of your life. Because whether or not you want to admit it, it's what's driving the bus. Yeah. The Bible says in Galatians 5.1, it says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. But there's always, there's always... You know, the, you know the, like, the freest people I know? They like come to every encounter. <laughs> they, I'm not kidding you. Like I don't get phone calls about them. They're life-sucking. I just don't. Like I just don't. Why? Because it says for freedom he set you free. So, but, but be careful because you got to stand. Because that yoke of slavery and that prison door is wide open ready for you to climb back in it. Because I climb in it from time to time. Rattle that cup on the bars. Want somebody to come by and check on me? Come on, somebody. It's not only possible, but it's, it's, it's actually Jesus' purpose is to set you free. Here's the second one, John 8.36. It says, so if the Son sets you free, then you have the access to perpetual freedom. Yes. And I would love to tell you that it's all like, but it's not. Yeah. The freedom is instantaneous. Us walking in that freedom is a different story. Because oh, so easily we wander from the God we love. 2 Corinthians 3.17. This is more freedom. It says now the, the Spirit of the Lord, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. This is God's plan for us. This is His, this is his plan for our life. And that we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the image from one degree of glory to the other, because this is what comes from God. This is His plan. This doesn't feel like most of our lives, does it? It's going from glory to glory, brother. It's going from glory to glory, brother. Whatever. <laughs> I want you to know today that the life that you dream of having is possible. A life where you finally get to experience the freedom you deserve. A life where you can finally step out of the darkness into the light. So let me ask you this question. What is the bag that you carry? Whew. Relational pain? All three. Pain and mistakes. You live in a constant cycle of shame and guilt. Today we're going to start the process. Start the process. Oh. You, know what that, you know what that sound is? That sound is freedom. freedom. Have you ever watched anybody just have that sound in their life? Woo. If you've ever got to experience that, it will literally set you on fire to see other people feel the same, to hear the same bags hitting yeah. the same floor over and over. Come on, are y'all ready yeah. to start the process to allow Jesus to change the way you see the past? I want you to know today that this isn't a cure-all message. 
But I pray today it goes beyond this moment and helps you start your healing, your healing journey. So I thought today I ought to give you three things, three things that will help you change the way you see the past. Three things that will help you change the way you see the past. How many of y'all are ready? Say amen. amen. Number one is you got to know this if you want to change the way you see the past. Number one is that, that he was there. You, you got to understand this. Relational pain, the pain of mistakes, circumstantial pain. You lost somebody. I'm not talking about just little pain. I'm talking about big pain. You have to understand how, how does how does this is interesting because how does because I feel like I've known this because I feel like religion's kind of taught me this a little bit, but like that Jesus is Jesus is there. He's there, right? Like like and, and how does knowing he was there change the way I see the past? I want you to think about your baggage for a second. What is it? What is your baggage? Go there. Don't not go there. Is it the way you think about yourself? Is it a rape or molestation that happened to you when you were young? Did your parents get divorced? Have you been addicted? Have you been a terrible parent? Did you walk out on your kids? Have you had an abortion? What is it? What is your baggage? Because today I got you here to help you change the way you see the past so that you can be free. I don't want you to think about your baggage for a minute. I want you to know that in that, this, I want you to know this, and you got to hear this, that he never left your side. That he never left your side. He was right there with you, ministering to you in ways you cannot even understand walking with you so close that you did not even understand He was there. He was with you. I want you to know that in that He never left your side. He was there in the middle of that terrible moment that you went through inside of your life. Jesus was there. He was there. Romans 8.28 It tells us that nothing... Nothing, nothing, I'm sorry, I got you all the wrong scripture. Good job back there, boys. Way to be Romans 8, 38. They're so good, they listen so well. Right? Because I called out the wrong scripture. It says, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate me here's the big one from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus what that means is that no circumstance that I've been through no mistake I've ever made no problem I've ever had from the pain the relational pain inside of my life is big enough to separate me from the love that God has for me through what Jesus did for me that the basis of the love that God has and the closeness that God has and the care that God has for my life is not dependent on circumstance or mistake or me. It is through what Jesus did for me on the cross. You wonder where He was. He was there. He was there. Preserving you, holding you up. 
Your moment didn't cause Him to turn away. Your pain didn't cause Him... Listen to me, you've got to hear this this morning. Your pain didn't cause Him to be emotionally detached from your circumstances. Well, that just brings on another big set of questions that I had. And when I looked at my past, well, if He was there, Brother Mark, then why did this happen to me? If he was there, then why didn't he do anything? Y'all ever wonder that? I get it. He's with me. Well, if he was there, then why did he let them rape me? If he was there, then why did he let me hear that? If he was there, then why did they... Does anybody else want to know this? Like, anybody else ever ask themselves this question? Why didn't he do anything? Listen to me. This is where ignorance, and it's just ignorance is all it is, can transform our pain into frustration and we live our lives mad at God because of the answer to this question. Listen to me. He was there. And he was also there. you got to get this, because this is what's going to help you change the way you see the past. The pain that you've walked through, the trauma that you've walked through, the pain of that mistake, the pain of that relational pain, the pain of that circumstance, that loss, that, 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 that thing, the pain of that. Isaiah 53, 4. Now this is the amplified version. This is going to set you free. This is going to help you because this has helped about 200 people at an encounter. Because we are familiar that Jesus died for our sin. Amen, everybody. He's our Savior. But what we don't understand is that not only did He die for our sin, but He also died for our pain. He also died for our betrayal. He also died for our trauma. He also died... Listen, it says, Surely He has borne our griefs. And He has carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him, him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us. And by His wounds we are able to be healed. This changes the way I see the past because I now realize that the pain of the past has been purchased. Not just my sin, but the pain that that sin caused. It was purchased. The pain that that abuse caused was purchased. The pain that that abortion has caused me my entire life. That addiction has caused me my entire life. My pain has been purchased. Come on, somebody. Every single time that I felt it, He felt it. Every night that I laid awake at night listening to my parents scream at each other, come on, somebody. He was there with me and He felt it. Every time I was betrayed by them, He felt it. He is in tune and in touch. Where was he? He was there and he was there. It's one thing to love a Savior who can wash me white as snow. It's another thing to fall in love with a rescuer. With a co-laborer. 
and the trials and the problems and the pain that I've walked through inside of my life. You've got to understand He was there. This transforms the pain I feel from the past because I know that He was not only there, but for me and for you, He felt every single second of it. He was beaten, listen to me, so you can stop beating yourself up. He felt the pain of betrayal so yours wouldn't have to last. He experienced the darkness of your circumstances from a heart of preservation for you. If you've ever wondered where He was, He was there. And because He was there and there, you now have the ability to not allow that pain to pollute your present. Somebody say He was there. He was, there. He was not only there, here's the second thing that will help you transform the way you see the past. Is He's still here. And sometimes we forget that. Knowing that He's still here helps me change the way I see the past because I now realize that what I did, what was done to me, what I went through has no bearing on how much He loves me. Hello? Knowing that He is still here changes the way I see my past because I know that if He is here, like here with me, then He must be working for my good. I mean, what's He doing, Jerry? Just hanging out? No, he's working for my good. He is my champion. Giants fall. Because he's here. Working, moving, shaping, restoring, healing, restoring, healing, changing, disciplining, encouraging, healing. Come on, are y'all with me? He's here. Because I understood that he was there. Now I understand that he's here. And he must be working for my good. Romans 8.28. Give it to me now, boys. And we know that all things work together for the good of those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. All things. He not only paid the price for our past, but He is passionate about our present. He's with you now. He was there. And I just feel like I need to tell you today, He's not done with you yet. You might not be where you want to be, right? You might not. You might not be. You might still be struggling with it a little bit. And I get that. That's, that's, that's totally normal. But you're not where you used to be. Be encouraged this morning. The God of heaven is on your side. The Savior of the world has your back. He is your champion. You are not the champion. I know you got it twisted. I know you think you're David down in the valley fighting Goliath. You are not. You are not. That is not you. That is Jesus. Just so you know and don't get it twisted. I know you think you're Noah building the ark. You're not. That's Jesus. He is the ark. I know you think you're Moses parting the Red Sea. You are not. You are the Israelites griping about having to walk. He is fighting for me. So the striving stops. Because he's got my back. He's still here. There's a new day. Let me tell you this. Your life didn't end in that moment of pain. 
There's a new day, a new season, new relationships, new chances to take, a new life that He has right now for you waiting to live no matter who you are or what you've been through. Come on, somebody. Isaiah 43 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on, somebody. He's here. The new makes you nervous. The new makes you uncomfortable. The new is new. But I promise you that the new that He has for you is worth every hard thing that you walk through to even get into this room today. He's here. He was there. He's here. Okay. Oh, this last one's a good one. Because you're right where He wants you to be. You are right. You did not miss the train. You did not miss the boat. He is not the God that speaks once and don't ever speak again. He is the God that one, to, one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times. I finally see the, yeah, for those of y'all that know the word, I finally see a cloud the size of a man's hand. There you go. Yeah. He is the God that speaks again. You, I, I just want you to know this morning, you're exa- you, 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 with all your crap, you're exactly, you're exactly where He wants you to be. It's so easy to walk through the pain that we endure in life and get to a place where we feel like we've lost it all. Lost our ability to trust. Lost our ability to be at peace. Lost our ability to have a good life. Lost our ability to be okay with who we are. What happens is we just get paralyzed in life. We don't really get paralyzed in life. We just get paralyzed in our pain. And I know no one understands your pain. But He does. He understands your pain. If I know anything at all about the pain of the past is it can be paralyzing. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the lives of so many. But what you've got to understand in order for you to change the way you see the past is you've got to understand that there is purpose in your pain. There is purpose woven into your greatest mistake. There is purpose. Whether you can even get there today or not, there is purpose woven into the greatest moment of trauma inside of your life. That the, there's, I believe that God never wastes a pain. That He's just too good to waste. To waste just a circumstance or a problem or, or a pain that there is, there is purpose locked inside of your pain. There is impact woven into your tragedy. When I realize I'm exactly where He wants me to be, all things included, That must mean that He wants to use it to impact those around me. There must be purpose in pain then. Right? Go go, go back to Isaiah 53. It says that, that surely He's borne our griefs and carried our 
our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the chastisement that brought us be, by his wounds, we are healed. What if, I, what if, what if your purpose is a lot like the purpose of Jesus? What if your wounds are someone else's healing? What if, what if your biggest mistake is someone else's freedom? What if your, your life lived the other way is the hope that someone needs to know that they can change? That they can live a different life? It, it was the plan of Jesus after all that there would be purpose in His pain. I believe wholeheartedly that there's that that's our purpose to reach a lost and dying world. It's only when, listen to me, it's only when we allow the way we see the pain of the past to be changed that we can mobilize that pain to bring restoration to another. It's only when I've experienced a degree of healing from that pain that I can begin to tell you how to Walk through that pain. It's only when I decide I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to mess with it. I want to leave the past in the past. You're doing a great job at it. You're doing a great job at leaving the past in the past. Or you could take it out. And for a moment, you, you could put it back on. And for a moment, you could realize He was there. And for a moment, you could realize He's still here. And for a moment, you could realize that He wants to to transform your pain into purpose. You know how I know you're right where He wants you to be? Do you know how I know you're right where He wants you to be? I want you to just take three seconds and think about the people in your life. Think about them for like three seconds and stop thinking about yourself. Because they're broken too. And they're hurting too. And they're going to hell on a slip and slide too. But you carry, keep carrying yours and We'll save the world together. Not going to happen. Come on, you got to get this healing. You, you got, like, if you won't fight for it, I'll fight for it. Because I know that there are people in your life who need you healed. Your kids' kids need you healed. Forget everybody else. Your kids' kids need you healed. They need that baggage to not be passed down from them, from you to them. They need that addiction to not be passed down from, from you to them. That anxiety, which you better believe will be passed down from them to you, from you to them. That depression that you have, you can either defeat these giants or you can, you can let them try to defeat, defeat them, the people in your life. But he is my champion. <laughs> he defeated it all, so I don't have to. All I have to do is just drop the stupid bags and just do it. Let Him transform my life. Come on, are y'all with me? Listen, they will never get it as long as you keep holding on to yours. They'll never get it. 